hey man, I, I'm having like a weird, like, I think I like bruise my butt bone or something. Like I've noticed that like sitting in this, I think I'm just sitting and drawing too much that like. Maybe you should get one of those like standing desks. Yeah. So you can I've, like draw standing up. I've thought about it, but then that hurts my back. Boy, there's just no cure, is there? There's not. By the way, thank you for that sound bite because that is definitely going to be the cold open. <laughs> and if you think I'm kidding, just wait. Kids, welcome back to your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad, the podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, all things paranormal, comic culture, and minors in retro video games, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. I'm your host, Tyler Bentz, and this is your other host, Woody Brown. What's going on, man? How's it going, bro? You know, same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I just realized mm-hmm. this is the first time people are listening to us for the first time, on a Monday. That's pretty big, right? I mean, pretty big. are we taking a risk? Are we not taking a risk by switching it? Here's, what I, here's my line of thinking here. Mm-hmm. So initially we thought, you know, why not make everybody's Friday awesome? You know, like that's something they can look forward to on Friday, but there's plenty to look forward to already on Friday. What about... That's true. What about this? What about giving people a guarantee that never again will they ever suffer from a case of the Mondays. Now they can start their week off with us, wherever they listen to our podcast, whether it's on the way to work, at work, at home, mowing the lawn, whatever it is, starting on Mondays, boom. That's when we're releasing the the podcast from now on. I love it. Yep. I mean, I don't know that there's a lot of podcasts that can make such a big guarantee like that, but we're guaranteeing it. No more case of the Mondays. Boom, gone. Cured. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now Mondays are absolutely your most favorite day of the week. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Put a stamp on it. Give it to me, champ. <laughs> <laughs> what if you really started calling me champ? Uh, you know what? That's hilarious, dude. What if you just picked a random person that you know, mm-hmm. and every single time you saw them, you just started calling them champ? I just did. His name's Woody. Now, come on now. You come can't on, champ. nickname a guy whose name is Come on, champ. <laughs> uh, you're an idiot. I got to be honest, I'm pretty excited about today's episode. So today's episode is solely about the girls that we had major crushes on from movies back in the 80s. (laughs) So here's how we kind of did it. We decided a couple things. Number one, we were not going to tell each other what our list was, but we put some parameters on it. For example, we're only going to talk about the girls that were in 80s movies that we Mm -hmm. fell in love with back then. That's the first rule. The second Mm -hmm. one is that we're going to limit it to five, which, as you know, if you're listening, that's a tough, that's hard, man. But other than that, that's pretty much the the main rules, the parameters here. So I think Mm -hmm. we'll just kind of trade off going down Mm -hmm. the list. Here's the trick. Here's what's going to be tough is if 
I go and I name somebody that's on your list. I have a feeling person. there's going to be a pretty good bit of overlap. Well, I don't know, man, because I kind of like, look, man, like you said, super, super tough to just narrow it down to five. Mm-hmm. But I really try to kind of like rewind in my brain mm-hmm. the girls that like, I mean, like I was convinced as a, as a little kid that I was going to marry. Oh, absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. um, so there could be some overlap. We'll just kind of play it by ear when that happens. Your okay. thoughts. No, I love it. Okay, cool. Who wants to go first? Um, I can go first. Okay. Get it. Get the party started, man. Okay. Well, and I I, I kind of think I need to, to preface this also with saying that I don't know that I can definitively say that this is like in order either. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Because this, like it was not a ranking order. This is just like five of the ones that you want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it was hard enough just breaking it down to five. Yeah, and no. so, you know, doing it per order, that's just, that's really hard. Yeah, no, no, no. We're not um, going to rank them. That's, uh, that's, that's kind of mean, right? Yeah. That's My number one, uh, again, no particular order, is Mia Sarah, mm. or real name, Mia Sarah Pocciello from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Awesome, man. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she definitely is in my, like, broader list, but she didn't make mm-hmm. my five today, so. Man, I loved her. Man, what about that Still white, do. Is it, like, a white jean jacket? Or is it, like, a white leather jacket with, like, little yep, fringe. frill fringe? Yeah, she was amazing. I'm sure we're probably going to do, a mo- like, a whole episode on just this movie, but. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is still in my top. Maybe my top five of all time. Mm-hmm. It's an 86 classic, and she played the character Sloane Peterson. She uh, she kind of had like a quiet sort of intensity about her. Mm-hmm. Are we going like, into that? There's like a, <laughs> if, you want, <laughs> if you want to, man. Also kind of like this sort of, well, I don't know, like exotic vibe. I mean, yeah, right. um, you know, like maybe her dad was a GI. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, I feel a belly. Well, actually, she was, you know, from her real name, uh, Sarah Pocciello. She, I'm guessing she was Italian, so. Sarah Pocciello. A A nice little office reference for you. One thing that I noticed about making this list is a massive amount of synchronicities on all levels. And if you've if you've been listening to all the episodes up until now, man, there's a lot of connections here. Uh, Number one. She was in a movie called Time Cop. Yes. Oh my gosh! I forgot that she was in Time yeah, Cop I because did I didn't like I didn't finish Time Cop. Uh, you know, from <laughs> the other week, I need to re, I need to continue it, but I ended up watching The Burbs on. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good on one. The too, yeah. Um, she was in Time Cop. She was in Legend. Um, yep. I, I never saw the show, but she played the role of Dr. Harleen Quinzel who you may know as Harley Quinn uh, from a show called Birds of Prey. Oh. Uh, it, back in 93. Dang. I never saw it. I, yeah. I think it was only a few episodes and it got canned, but... Um, Sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, another thing which is kind of has nothing to do with her, but she married Sean Connery's son, Jason Connery. Whoa. They divorced, remarried Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son. Man. And had a kid named Amelia Jane uh, Henson. No way, dude. Yep. And for anybody listening, God, that's just crazy, man. Yep. So that's the name of Tyler's daughter and my mm-hmm. daughter wrapped into one. 
Yep, Amelia really Jude cool. is mine, and Jane, Jane Gertrude. Shut up. Oh, Jane Rosemary. I always forget that it's Rosemary. I love yeah, that. Man. She was named after Anne's uh, two grandmothers. That's awesome. Yeah. What you got, man? All right, give cool, it to man. me. So again, in no order, but honestly, I, I would say timing-wise, probably my first crush, um, and that is Carrie Green. Now, everyone listening oh, yeah. would definitely know her from Goonies in you know, 1985. But she was also in Summer Rental, which came out the same year. And, and we have an overlap there because she was on my list as oh, well. Oh, yes. Cool, mm-hmm. man. And so she was also in the movie Lucas, who also has another one of my crushes, not to spoil yeah. any surprises. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm not joking. From the very first scene, which just a little bit of trivia, she's actually the first Goonie to be on the screen, the first one that they show us. Uh, you know, she's at cheerleading practice. She inserts the cassette tape into this cool little retro boom box and uh, tries to practice the victory pyramid. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh. literally from that second, I was like, oh my gosh, who is this? I mean, like that was the first time as like a little kid, I remember feeling like the weird butterflies. I was obsessed. And then in Lucas, oh man, equally, equally beautiful. You know, it's funny. Uh, she is kind of one of those... Um, actresses that you know did a fair amount in the 80s she and then kind of did mostly sort of tv here and there ever since and i guess the most recent thing she did as an actress was in 2012 this movie that man i tried to find it um and try to see if i could rent it on itunes or anything when i was doing the research for this episode but Mm -hmm. it's called complacent and uh, you basically can't Mm -hmm. find it anywhere so i think it was either a straight to dvd or something but you can't find that either she went on actually to co-found a production company called independent women artists with um bonnie dickerson Mm -hmm. and co-wrote and directed a film adaptation of a play called belly fruit which is a play about like teen pregnancy or something yeah i mean she will go down in history and i mean i don't know if anybody listening has watched any of the uh like the Goonies, um, if you have the special edition DVD, you can see their uh, commentary. You can see her because at the time when that DVD came out, kind of early two thousands, man, you know, you I, who knew like what she looked like? There wasn't social media and, and all that. So how's she holding up, dude? She looks basically exactly the same. Uh, yeah, so she was uh, the first one on my list. What you got? Actually, before we move on from Carrie Green, uh, one thing that I saw that was kind of interesting is. Uh, like what he said, she did a few movies in the 80s, and then she kind of disappeared relatively. Mm-hmm. When she took a break in the 90s, she went to study art at Vassar yeah. College. And this is a little trivia. She was actually roommates with Marissa Tomei's brother, Adam Tomei, and a guy named Ken Levine, who created the Bioshock franchise. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's my turn. Yeah. I specifically remember seeing this, not in the theaters, but I remember seeing it on video. And I mean, I remember just the same kind of thing, mm-hmm. those butterflies. And this lady's still kind of going strong, still acting a whole bunch and all that. But um, her name is Heather Graham. Nice. Yep. And she was in a classic movie with Corey Haim and Corey Feldman yes. called License to Drive. Oh, dude, one of the best. One of the best, man. Um, and her character was called Mercedes Lane. Mm. And, man, mm. I had the biggest crush on her. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You'd, you know, she didn't make my list. She does make the, like, sort of big list. But mm-hmm. I didn't even, I completely, I completely forgot about that movie, man. I know. God, so good. so good. I've probably seen that movie a hundred times. I'm pretty sure the guy that plays the dad is like 
the oh he's the same dad in Encino Man. I can't picture him. He's just the classic eighties dad man. Mm-hmm. Pretty much always cranky. And oh, I think I know. Who, yeah, I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, kind of like the curmudgeon. Like he's got like the the glasses and the beard mm-hmm. and the, mustache. Is it beard or just mustache? mustache? Yeah, yeah. A yeah. uh, little little known fact about her: uh, her first movie was Drugstore Cowboy. Hmm. Uh, she's also from Milwaukee, which hmm. we love that place. It's a cool uh, city, yeah, man. We played Summerfest there with Kings of Leon and her old you band. Betcha. And she went on to do another one of my favorite movies of all time swingers mm-hmm. uh she was in twin peaks uh Hold on. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. she was in swingers yeah mm-hmm. i swear look it up uh and then she was in one episode of growing pains well you know she also did um the second austin powers right i just said that austin powers uh, okay. oh no, no no i'm leaving out uh she was in all the hangover movies too oh yeah so that's a pretty big deal mm-hmm. yeah man she she's definitely i mean Speaking of aging, like, well, dude, she doesn't look like she's aged a day, man. No, not at all. Tonight's program has been brought to you by... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have one new message. Hey, this is Aaron from California. And when I'm not busy spending way too much money on VHS horror movies, I'm listening to my new favorite podcast. That would be rad. All right, man. My second Mm -hmm. is just shy of Carrie Green. I mean, she is probably the one that lasted the longest, I would say, in terms of crushes. And that is the wonderful... Gorgeous, Winona Ryder. Yes, she's in my my uh, honorable mention. Man, dude. I mean, I'm not jo- like yeah. And it's funny because you read a little bit about her, and she kind of comes from a very interesting background. Like mm-hmm. her parents. Well, I don't know if you'd call them hippies, but I mean, they they oh totally hippies. <laughs> they ended up like living on this huge farmland with like seven other families. They didn't have TV or anything like that. So she really got into like reading. And when they moved to California. One of the things I read about was how because she had, and if you remember, the reason I bring this up is one of the first movies I, I remember seeing her in, I think might actually be her first movie, which is Lucas. Yep. And she had like sort of like a short, you know, kind of a bob or a boyish sort of like haircut. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I read that like people in her school in in, uh, in California would like tease her for looking too much like a boy and, and all this kind of stuff. But dude, I had a massive crush on her in Lucas man and it's so funny too because if you go back and look at um pictures of my wife and around that age 
she actually had short hair like that too. So I always kind of like, I always say like, man, if I would have known you back in late elementary or early middle school, I would have definitely had the hots for you uh, back then. Lucas was the first time that I remember just being like, oh man, I don't know who this girl is, but I just, oh man, she's like skinny, dark hair. Mm -hmm. I just loved her. And then Beetlejuice. And man, oh, oh, dude, I I loved her in Beetlejuice. And of course, Heathers, uh, which, you know, I'm going to have to break a rule here. Kind of, Heathers came out in 1989. Mm -hmm. And also, I was just like infatuated. And then Edward Scissorhands came out in 1990. So technically, that movie doesn't make the you know the 80s list but i'm just mentioning she went on to do that and then literally a laundry list of other movies where reality bites oh my gosh man loved her in that movie i mean just it kept it keeps on going man every movie that she was in up to around you know especially in the 90s i was just still like obsessed and then i think she's credited as acting in like 63 things tv and movies and all this but most recently of course we all know her as the you know justifiably maybe seemingly like frantic mother joyce byers in stranger things that first season i kind of thought oh man i don't know you know i wasn't so sure about her acting and you know it'd been a little while since we'd kind of seen her but gosh i mean her character the character development that show is just ridiculous and um you know she shortly became just uh, a staple of the show, really. So I'm glad that she's uh, glad that she's a part of that project for sure. Well, one thing that I thought was cool about her, it's interesting that she had like, you know, like you said that she, her parents were like hippies and like her godfather and like family friends were like Timothy Leary, who is like the, known as like the father of like the psychedelic movement, a bunch of like the beat movement, like the beat poet authors mm-hmm. like Ginsberg and Ferlinghetti and also science fiction novelist Philip K. Dick, which he's incredible. Yeah, she's she's really, really cool. She It's funny too because I, I feel like I when I think of like the 90s, she comes to mind a little more. And maybe just because like that, like Reality Bites era. Yeah, she had a really strong 90s career for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, my turn. Yeah. So my number three, or well, technically four, is Leah Thompson. Oh, you son of a gun. Yeah. From, I knew it, dude. I was literally just like staring at my list. That's the one I knew we would Yeah, up for on. sure. She is, man, I, you know, I, we've talked about it before. I mean, we, we both have had such a huge crush on her. She, mm-hmm. um, obviously she was in Back to the Future, you know, the trilogy and really did it for me. Mm-hmm. She, a couple little known facts, she was a ballet dancer and was actually dancing professionally by the age of 14. Her breakout was obviously the uh, Back to the Future franchise. Uh, but she was also in Space Camp. Mm, Howard another the Duck. great movie. Yep. Your, your favorite movie of all time, Howard the Duck. Yes, dude. And by the way, real quick, her character in that really, like I actually thought she was, the, that was when I was like, I mean, trust me, I thought she was, I always had a crush on her. But, mm-hmm. you know, Howard the Duck, man, when she's like the cool rocker girl. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Wee boy. Yeah, that was that was a different sort of role than mm-hmm. what you were kind of used to seeing her. She was in, she was the mom in Dennis the Menace, which mm-hmm. synchronicity mm-hmm. we were just talking about. Uh, Don't she was in Red all, Dawn. Red Dawn, mm-hmm. All the Right Moves. Another little trivia: she married a guy named Howard Deutsch, mm-hmm. uh, who was John Hughes's directing partner, who directed Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, The Great Outdoors. And went on to direct some of the episodes for True Blood, which ties us back around to Michael McMillan, one of the hosts of the critically acclaimed podcast, uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club. Which, if you've been listening to this show, you know is one of our 
all-time favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the first time you see young Lorraine in Back to the Future, oh, your, heart, yeah. your heart skips several beats, man. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, she's just absolutely beautiful, man. Whew. Okay, bro. You're up. All right. Well, next for me is Jamie Gertz. And if you don't know who that is, if you're listening, you may the where I discovered her was one of my favorite movies, especially this time of year, The Lost Boys. Oh, so yeah. she plays, I mean, her, first off, her character's name is Star. There's no last name. Nice. There's no, you know, whatever. <laughs> her name is Star, which is, I mean, does it get, it just oh, doesn't get cool. much hotter than that, man. Yeah. I mean, you turn on the the theme song from Lost Boys. And she's just sit on the back of a motorcycle, big brown hair, and it's just unreal, bro. And you know, it's funny, like, if you kind of A-B a picture of her from that movie, and then Twister, uh, where her character's like super dorky and like high strung, it's just weird to think that it's the same person. But, you know, she went on to do a bunch of stuff, like I said, Twister in the 90s and stuff, and and she did a bunch of TV stuff like Seinfeld, ER, Mm -hmm. Allie McBeal, you know, all those big ones, even Entourage. And then most recently, I've never seen it, but my wife watches it, This Is Us, and a new one, I guess, called Difficult People. Now, some very interesting trivia about her. Uh, she married a guy named Anthony Ressler in mm-hmm. 1989, who is a literal billionaire Whoa. and has mm-hmm. been married ever since 1989. They own like, with through his like investment company and stuff, they own a little baseball team that, uh, speaking <laughs> of synchronicity, everyone might have heard of before called the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm. And check this out, bro. I had no idea. The Atlanta Hawks. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so what's what's also cool is in 2011, there's an organization called the Giving Back Fund, and they basically named her and her husband the number one donor to any charity. Hmm. So it's cool to hear that, you know, yes, he's a billionaire. They own sports teams like the Atlanta Hawks and the, the Milwaukee Brewers, but they give back to the community and they give back um, to charity, which is really cool. That is really cool. Okay, well, this this gal is the last on my list, and I, I think you're going to be surprised. Hmm. I've got man. I'm I'm wondering if uh, you got an underdog on there. I've got well, this one seems my my last one kind of seems fairly obvious, uh, but there's a lot of obvious choices that we're mm-hmm. going to have to list as honorable mentions. But yeah. uh, go ahead, I'm interested. I, I wonder if we. Uh, I wonder if we doubled up on this one, too. Uh, her name is E.G. Daly. Did not make my list, man. Do you know who that is? Um, she played a little role by a girl named Dottie from oh, Pee-wee's yes, Big Adventure. Dude. Oh, my gosh, man. And oh, yeah. she also, by the way, is in Better Off Dead, one exactly. of the best 80s movies ever. And she like, I, dude, I've hunted forever. And you can't find this, but she has like original music in Bed yeah. Off Dead. Mm-hmm. And her voice is so freaking hot, bro. Yeah, it is. It is. It's that super raspy. Raspy. Like. Oh, God. Now, even though you can't find it on iTunes, the magic of the internet is going to bring our listeners right now a short clip of the song we're talking about by E.G. Daly called One Way Love, Better Off Dead. You said, you said you were- 
she went on, I mean, after Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which came out in 85, um, you know, she, better off dead, she, she was like a singer at the dance uh, with two original songs. Um, she actually had a song called Waiting on the mm. Breakfast Club soundtrack. Mm. She had another song called Mind Over Matter from the Summer School soundtrack in 1987. Mm. Uh, she dated Paul Rubens and Brad Pitt. That is a, uh, a little change-up. Yeah, it's quite a the spread there, Paul Rubens. little juxtaposition there. But one of the things, another little bit of synchronicity, which is kind of crazy, is she did backup vocals on a guy named Philip Oakley's album, and he was the lead singer of Human League. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So if you're it, listening to the last episode, we sort of waxed poetically about the band Human League. Here's another little bit of trivia here. I'm loving the shadows in 2001. Go, go look up that cover real quick, bro. Okay. Go check that out. I'll be damn. Mm-hmm. Well, whoops a daisies. <laughs> Not for the kids. Yeah. Mm, man. Yeah. Not yeah. for the kids. Well, I'm to, unfortunately, I'm going to have to clear my browsing history. Um, that's, <laughs> dude, that's so funny because she did make my uh, honorable mention list, but I never thought, yeah, man, that's so cool. I didn't yeah, think. She was, uh, she, and she also kind of went on to do, man, she was on a ton of stuff, like a ton of like, cartoons and she does a bunch of voice acting a lot of voice acting like she's yeah rugrats that's like i guess her her sort of most notable role it's awesome man pretty cool okay so last but not least certainly not least on my list there we go and you know it was so hard man coming up with these just you know it was just so hard there's a ton that literally i can't even believe even now as i'm looking at my last one here didn't make it but this last one is just it's just hard to, to deny uh yeah. and that is kelly lebrock oh i had her for honorable yes, mention yep. i mean come on dude weird science right i mean oh, if you are a guy and yeah. you don't remember ever trying to just like put a bra on your head turn on your computer and try to make kelly lebrock appear <laughs> then brother you haven't lived no okay uh i don't recommend it now you know if you're in our age category but i mean Here's the deal. Number one, that movie is just great for so many reasons. I mean, it's got a great cast. It's uh John Hughes. Yeah, it's a John Hughes film, but she is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Checking a lot of boxes. Yeah. I mean, she's super cool, super gorgeous, and she has a British accent, bro. Oh. I mean, she's pretty unstoppable. Yeah. She was also in like the woman in red i think is what it's called with gene wilder and Mm. you know it's funny as i was looking at her filmography or whatever i feel like i thought she was in more like i thought she was the lady that wears the red dress in hear no evil see no evil but it's not uh that lady's also good looking was she in uh, celebrity fit club yeah she was (laughs) i know that's what you're thinking of that was not what i was looking for (laughs) uh was she in the the shopping scene of uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was that her? No, no. Nope. But mm. yeah, I know. You're, I know the lady that you're talking about. God, that's a f- funny scene, man. That's a great. It's scene. classic. A couple things I did not know about her was that she was married and had a son and a daughter with Steven Seagal. Whoa! Yeah, amazing. In the uh, late '80s, early '90s, they got divorced in '94. Uh, unfortunate and you know most recently now i think she's done like a couple kind of appearances tv shows little movies here and there but 
devotes a lot of her time to folks that are terminally ill and childhood cancer mm. and stuff, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, man, so she she kind of wrapped up my list. It's funny, I tried to kind of come up with some, and I think we did a pretty good job, that wouldn't overlap. I mean, I knew there was going to be some overlap mm-hmm. there. But, you know, I got to tell you, man, I'm pretty surprised that you didn't mention Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, well, she is in my honorable mentions for sure. And also, this lady got just got beat out, but a lady named Susie Pai, who was Mao Yin from Big Trouble in Little China. The Asian girl with the green eyes. Huge fan. Oh, yeah, dude. I remember. And and the, uh, what's the other girl's name from Sex and the City? Oh, no, dude. Uh, I can't stand her. Me neither, man. She I, you know, the worst. She was Although she great was, movies, dude. Mannequin. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say she is pretty hot in, in Big Trouble in Little China, though. I don't But, God, by the time she was we in Police this, Academy. I mean, dude, she, she was in a bunch of good stuff. Wow. And she was always supposed to be like the... Although, okay, I guess, like in Police Academy, I was like, whoa, who, who do we have here? <laughs> Which is exactly how I talked when I was like seven. What else you got for honorable mentions? Okay, so I have got a an odd choice probably for some, but Beverly D'Angelo. She was the mom from the National Lampoon mm-hmm. movies. God, you was, always did. I mean, there even was a particular as, shower as scene that... Totally yeah. sold it for me. Kelly LeBrock, mm-hmm. Susie Pye, uh, Winona, R- 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 Winona Ryder. Pretty <laughs> And uh, this girl, which I'm kind of, I had a feeling that you were going to choose. Come on. Uh, so I pulled back, but it, less about just being super attractive, more about just being like the coolest 80s icon, Molly Ringwald. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was tough not to have her on there. Yeah, she's awesome, man. Yeah. She really is. Really, really mm-hmm. is awesome. Okay, here are my honorable mentions. I just wrote down a couple. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, I cannot believe two of them didn't make, really three of them didn't make the cut, um, or at least make one of our lists. Number one, I mean, the most surprising, mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher, man. Princess Leia from Return of oh, the Jedi. Yeah. Come on. But that just seemed a little too obvious. It, it did and, feel obvious, yeah. And That's why know, I, I was kind of like, it was later into the 80s that I kind of was like, whoa, man. You mm-hmm. know, it was like with Star Wars, I always just thought it was so cool that I didn't really have an initial crush necessarily right. on Princess Leia. Well, I think, I think too, I mean, I was born in 81. You were born in 80. Um, so I kind of feel like we were just a little too young mm-hmm. to like, to you Understand know, to, the bikini scene. Right, exactly. The Jedi, yeah. Yeah. I mean, much later. It, Not too I mean, young now, you know what I mean? Definitely still holds up, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then, oh, man, you're going to love this one. Diane Lane, most specifically her character, Cherry Valance in The oh, Outsiders. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. I man. cannot believe that I didn't choose her. I know. I That's totally when I was sure that if her. it made my list, we would double up on, but I mm-hmm. thought surely you would You would put, like, I'm really surprised, actually, you don't. you didn't have her or Elizabeth Shue, but... Yeah, both of those. Uh, man, I had totally forgotten about her. Ooh, but boy. she, I mean, she's still, she's, she's aged beautiful, well. man. Yeah. yeah she's, she's in a she bunch of good so stuff, kind too. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Another one that kind of actually was in several of the movies that we mentioned and I had a massive crush on was Jennifer Grey. So she plays Ferris Bueller's sister. Oh. She's also in Dirty Dancing. Um, she had so much work done, though, man. That she, I know. Recently, I know. She man. looks God. well. Not even recently. I think she she did it right after Dirty Dancing. 
It's so funny, man. And like, she never got a role again. Yeah, Anne and I kind of talk about this a little bit. And it's like some of, just the way that I am, I feel like in a lot of ways I'll look at like an actress and to me, if I can tell they've had like a bunch of work done, it just mm-hmm. completely ruins it, man. It grosses me out. You know, and it and it's funny because you can tell with her because I think the first thing that she did was kind of like you know get a nose job or whatever. Yeah. And the and what's interesting is literally, and I, I'm not you know trying to be rude. I might not even put this in, but like one of the reasons why I had a crush on her was her nose, like just the way that she looked naturally. Right. You know, yeah, absolutely. and it's like it's just always so interesting to me, like the things that we as as people have sort of insecurities about uh i kind of try to kind of instill this not you know as sort of heavy uh but with my kids and stuff one of the things i want them to kind of grow up knowing is like the things that you're self-conscious about someone Mm -hmm. out there is is gonna love you because of them right and i mean she's just a perfect example i'm sure she was sort of very self-conscious about her nose and stuff and man i'm not joking dude like i like i was obsessed with her um even in ferris bueller man actually was like kind of i mean i thought sloan was hot and i had a crush on her too but man ferris bueller's sister i just thought she was awesome well she and she was such a great actress like Mm, yeah she really played like the you know the jerk older sister that's like Mm -hmm. trying to get her brother in trouble um yeah i think with her it's a um you know it's a little bit of a cautionary tale because she you know, I, it's, you know, kind of like what you were saying, like with getting work done and all that. And I really, I, I feel like I've I read something or, or maybe a documentary on, on, you know, one of the movies that she was in. And um, I feel like when she got, you know, her nose job done, you know, she no longer looked like uh, the star that everybody remembered her as. And I don't think she really got much work after that. Yeah, um, I could be totally wrong. She could have had a really budding career afterwards. But I remember hearing that there was, you know, there was a little bit of an issue when she she uh, she got her nose job. Kind of my last honorable mention. I kind of lied. I'm going to give you two more. One, <laughs> and you go back and watch this movie. And you're like, man, she's 45 in that movie. But Kelly McGillis um, in Top Gun as a oh, little guy, man. Loved her. I just thought, oh boy, just oh yeah, oh man. I thought she was hot, but. Uh, Oh my gosh! And in Top Gun, the unsung hero. Speaking of getting work done and just kind of unfortunately just ruining it, dude. I can't believe I didn't mention her, Meg Ryan. But young Meg oh, Ryan in like Top Meg Gun Ryan. and um, Inner Space. Well, and oh. and uh, when Harry met Sally. Yeah, and you know, like I'm glad that we just limited it to movies because, and you and I talked about this when we were kind of talking about this episode. So many TV crushes that we'll get to in on a oh, different episode. Yeah. So many like musician crushes oh, yeah. back then. I'm interested to hear if our like how our lists, you know, compare to your lists, the listener. And I'm sure we have forgotten plenty, but uh, it's always kind of fun to think about, you know, and remember being a little kid, having that just mega crush. Um, Oh yeah, on a star. You know, I don't know about uh, your wife, but my wife's like ultimate, ultimate number one crush. Wait, let's see if you can guess. Hmm, I'm trying to think. It's weird thinking about like the guys. That that should be the quote of the show. <laughs> that is on a t-shirt. That's the other t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, man, I have no idea. Well, Hasselhoff. No, her ultimate. I'm sure she did. She had a bunch, man. Just like every girl, um, yeah. and every every guy. Uh, her ultimate crush, though, number one was Tom Cruise. Oh, specifically, yeah. like the pinnacle of her crushness, crushness, um, mm-hmm. was Tom Top Cruise gun. in no, and even like she was obsessed with the movie Legend, and you know, oh yeah, um, no, her her number one sort of like Tom Cruise moment was Cocktail. Oh, yeah. And I don't right. know if she would kill me for saying this on air, but she actually has, like, she ordered one of the, you, you know, like, um, like the photos, the, like, the black and white, like, studio photo mm-hmm. from Cocktail. And yeah. I want to say it might even be autographed, man. I don't know. Wow. So, Tom, if you're listening, stay away, sir. <laughs> Look, I know you do all your stunts, but I will beat that ass. You, but listen, dude. I'm no joke. Yes, personal life might be a little strange. Oh yeah, to some or whatever. I don't know. I don't know all the details, and truthfully, I don't really dig too deep into that kind of stuff, man. Because I don't want like his movies, man. He's amazing. Are rank among like my favorite movies of all. Like everything that he does, like the new Mission Impossible stuff, dude. And whenever it shows like Incredible. the crazy stunts that this guy does, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's just amazing, man. And, yeah. and not to mention, like, there's just so many things every time you see a Tom Cruise movie, and I'm sure anybody listening completely knows what I'm talking about. He's always going to have that, like, awesome run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I say awesome, it's kind of kind of It's kind of like it's Harrison weird. Ford, man. If you go back and watch Indiana Jones and even Star Wars and stuff, when he's running, it's a goofy run. If that was just some guy on a track, you'd be like, <laughs> what happened to that guy? Why is he running like that? that but for some reason. injury. Yeah, and, and why is he just like, hey, man, the coach said, you know, to take a quick lap, just jog, and if it's Tom Cruise, he's just straight up sprinting, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. But it's like in everything, even speaking of Leah Thompson, all the right moves, uh, if you think back to Born on the Fourth of July, I mean, every single movie he does a running scene, mm-hmm. he's sprinting from something, and then he's going to be on a motorcycle at some point. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just uh, it's just funny to kind of see those similarities in all those movies. But yeah, man, that wraps up our... Uh, our crushes, man, can mm-hmm. I tell you, kind of, I don't know if this is going to be a funny story. It was funny to me, and I hope I can kind of maybe just make fun of myself from this time. So uh, when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. uh, I had this huge crush on this girl, and I don't even remember her name uh, because I, I guess it didn't last that long. But it was a huge, huge enough crush that I found out. So she was, so again, I um, lived overseas from about like, the end of third grade into uh, about eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then we moved back to the States and, and all that. But at the time I lived in um, a place called Jakarta, Indonesia. And I went to this international school that basically like middle school and high school was on the same campus. It was huge, man. It was like a college campus. We had like our cafeteria had like Pizza Hut and all these things, Baskin and Robbins and all these kind of things. Um, Baskin and Robbins? Baskin Robbins. <laughs> and your but- don't forget to tell them that your butler would drive you to school. I had we had a driver, and we also oh, had and a butler, and, and we also had a cook, and um, oh, and man. also a maid. But anyway, I'll start calling you Silver Spoons. Silver Spoons, what's mm-hmm. up, Champ? Um, oh, Champ. So anyway, I found out this girl. She's several grades older than me. I think I might be in sixth grade. She's in eighth. Okay, she mm. had like the coolest style, man. I mean, think. Um, 
not quite Leah Thompson in uh, Howard the Duck. More like... Uh, like Punky Brewster style? Well, actually, more like the... You remember the girls in Weird Science? Not Kelly LeBrock, but like the... the like the, the girls. valley girls? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The guys end up uh, kind of, you know, ending up with. Like side ponytail. Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Jean jacket yeah. with a with the mm-hmm. collar flipped. Yep. Yeah. And she kind of looked like the, the blonde girl in Weird Science a little bit. That's how mm-hmm. I remember. Okay. So anyways, I find out that she is in like student government. And I'm like a sixth grader. I'm like, I don't even, what's, what is student government? So I'm asking somebody. What is and they're government? Like, yeah. I'm asking somebody <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, you can be like, um, you get to like make decisions for like our grade. You guys go on like these like retreats and stuff. I'm like, what do you mean? What do, what do you mean a retreat? And they're like, yeah, you go on this like trip. All the leadership goes on this trip or whatever. And then that's where you like, you know, make these decisions and stuff. And I'm like, wait, okay, let me just, I'm doing the calculations in my head here. I'm like, okay, here's my in. This is how I'm going to make the move. One, I get elected to student government. Mm. Not hard. I can do that. Easy. Two, I'm not a talker. I'm not a talker. I'm not. Two, we get it. We go on this retreat, and that's when I'm like, hey, and I wish I remember her name. We'll just say, what's an 80? Like Chelsea or something. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, thinking okay then i make my move i go up to chelsea i'm just like hey i mean wow you're here too huh man funny meeting you here yeah what about those chili peppers so fast forward just like maybe a week or so no sixth grader wants to be in freaking student government really unless they're like the hardcore right and so i'm like okay i'm gonna do this and so the way that it worked is you would get somehow i don't remember how the election process worked or anything like that but you would run on this like quote-unquote platform or whatever and my platform, being the chubby kid that I was, was like, man, I'm going to make it to where, and I don't, like, I'm pretty sure there's like an assembly, okay? And they're just like, okay, now stand up in front of everybody and tell them, tell them what you're going to do. And I'm like standing there in front of everybody. I'm listening to the other kids in my grade. The other kids are like, well, we're going to make it to where we have, our class color is going to be like red. And people are like, <laughs> you know, the and then like the class. next person's like, I don't really know what I'm going to do, but. You know, I'm just happy to be here for thankful for the opportunity. And then <laughs> their mom's in the back going, <laughs> and then and then I come up. Oh boy! And I come up there. Obesity. And I say, no obesity <laughs> rules. No, I get up there and I wasn't like super chubby, but I was chubby enough. And I get up there and I say, "Listen, our school store. Sometimes I feel like the prices are a little high. So here's what I propose. I propose that every single Friday." All of the sixth grade class gets free ice cream. Everybody goes dessert. Boom, everybody thinks this. And like as, I want you to think about like Principal Skinner kind of coming up there and be like, this show is over. You know, (laughs) he like, the the person comes in there like, well, he can't really promise that. It doesn't matter, man. It's drowned out by the crowd. They're going crazy. Sixth grade is just They're hoisting you on their shoulders. Yeah. You know, I'm doing the like over the shoulder, like I've got my hands cupped. I'm like, to the right, to the left, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, man, this is this is working out exactly like I planned. They love me, mm-hmm. so then I get elected. That's all that people remembered. Sixth graders, they just remembered, boom, this is the guy that's going to get us free ice cream. The ice cream man. So now comes the weekend retreat. Now it's a little less glamorous than you think. Really, it's just like it's not a retreat. We're not staying someplace. Our parents basically just drop us off at the school for a couple hours on a mm-hmm. Saturday. So we get to the retreat and, you know, we're, we're like eating, we're hanging out. 
there's a couple other, I think, because, you know, you've got like your vice president, your treasurer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple other sixth graders there that I know, um, but not well enough to just like hang out and stuff. So I'm just like, you know, trying to figure out when the right time is going to be just like walk over to Chelsea's table and say, hey, you know, uh, I think maybe we should go out. You know, I didn't know what I was going to say, but I'm getting geared up. Nice. Well, all of a sudden someone comes on the PA. Hey, students, we just wanted to welcome everybody. We're hoping you enjoyed your meal and everything. In a few minutes, we're going to be going over the plans and things that you want to put in place uh, for your class. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we're eating. We're like talking. Of course, you're a sixth grader. You're not talking about anything that you're going to be doing. No. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, boom, boom. Okay, guys, we're ready to go. Uh, we're going to get started with... Oh, God, this sucks. We're going to get started with the sixth graders. Now, uh, Woody Brown, if you'll come up here and kind of tell... And I'm like, oh, my God, wait, what? I had to, like, come up with something? I had to prepare? <laughs> I'm walking up to this thing, and I'm like, and I'm like, well, I'll play it off. I'll be cool. These guys, I mean, I remember the last time I said this, everybody cheered. So I go up there and I just go... Yeah, it's real simple. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, thank you for having me. Real simple. <laughs> Uh, this year we're doing uh, free ice cream for all the sick creators on Friday. Dead silence. Oh man! The uh, like the school administrator guy or gal kind of puts their hand on my shoulder, covers the mic, and is just like, "Yeah, you can't do that." I'm like, <laughs> then I'm just like standing there, just the <laughs> you know, feed, just the mic feedback. I want you to imagine it's the equivalent of somebody just like slamming me in the side of the head while I'm talking to somebody that I like with a dodgeball. I mean, it's the same thing. And I'm just like, I stare. I, I remember looking over the crowd and I'm like, oh my God, locking eyes with this Chelsea girl who doesn't oh, know I no. exist on the planet. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just see her like look down and then like some guy that she's sitting with over there is just like, you see this guy? And I just like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I immediately just like sit down. I'm humiliated. I listen to like seventh and eighth graders. They like actually have stuff, whatever. I stick around for like the picture. And then basically like that Monday, go back and say, yeah, I'm not going to be the class president. (laughs) (laughs) I quit like the next day and I'm like, I, yeah, that was, uh, that was it, man. So uh, needless to say, Chelsea and I never did end up together. I actually have a, a, a quick story myself um, that's kind of along those lines, but probably equally the amount of embarrassment. I was in f- fourth grade, and it was just a, such a tumultuous on-again, off-again relationship with this girl named Ashley. And, okay. I mean, I really got at the point, you know, midway through the year, I was like, this, I, I'm probably going to marry this girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Chris. It was either Christmas or like her birthday or something. And I showed up with this ring that I'd found oh my uh, from my mom's vanity makeup area. Mm-hmm. It was like in a drawer in like a little special old box. And I was like, "Oh man, this is perfect. This is this will probably even fit her. Problem mm-hmm. solved." Showed up, gave her the ring, big move. Uh, I think it was Christmas because it was, we were getting ready to, to, to get off for Christmas break. Mm-hmm. So it was like right before that happened, gave her the ring. I mean, you would have thought I was proposing to her. 
And so <laughs> everything's all great. Well, uh, oddly enough, she actually lived near my cousin Colt, and we ended up going over there over mm. Christmas break. We're all jumping on the trampoline together. Ashley comes over, you know, just hanging out. I'm trying to be really cool, doing backflips, mm-hmm. the whole deal. Well, then uh, later we ended up all kind of going inside, and my mom is there, and I think my mom overheard her talking, overheard Ashley talking to one of her friends about how I had given her a ring. And so my mom's ears perk up, and she's like, well, Tyler didn't ask for any money to get this girl a ring maybe it's a dakota ring from like <laughs> yeah maybe he found it uh she says oh let me let me see the ring that he got you i will to my mom's credit she played it extremely cool oh that's you know that's really beautiful but then we left and come to find out that was my mom's great grandmother's wedding ring <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> So, oh man! After, I mean, did she just like light you up? I I can't remember exactly, but I'll answer I, for you. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I definitely, you know, got my share of uh, punishment for mm-hmm. that one. Um, you know, so then, as you would expect, we got back from Christmas break. I had to ask for it back, and you know, being a fourth grade idiot you know i had made up some excuse like oh i thought that i was going to give you this other ring and that was just a loner till when i could save money to get you a better ring and so make sure your kids know to do not steal random rings from your mom (laughs) oh that's amazing man gosh dude i've got so many stories we both do about being embarrassed in our lives even into adulthood Mm mm-hmm but you know, man, you gotta you gotta have that feeling. Like I, I know, as parents, like we want to protect our kids from all that kind of stuff, any kind of like awkward feeling or like heartbreak and all that. But you gotta have that stuff, man, to yeah. make you a strong person. You know, if I hadn't mm-hmm. been embarrassed and humiliated in front of Chelsea, I mean, maybe that's where I started getting the the sort of ability to kind of be in front of people and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, uh, it's funny. This is really short, but this reminded me of myself which you'll immediately know like this trait about me but um we would be on the road touring or whatever and somebody would just come up and start talking to us and I would just end up talking to this person forever and just going along with it even if the person was completely wrong with what they were saying you know they assumed that I was somebody else and I would just go along with it just because I I didn't want to like uh it wasn't like conflict per se but it was just like i just didn't want to like embarrass them i guess Mm -hmm. which ultimately kind of embarrassed me by doing that uh so the other day like we uh my my daughter my oldest daughter amelia she started kindergarten this year and uh we have to go through this long line and like you know i make a joke like all the little kids are like little meerkats because they hang out of the the top of the car like a sunroof and like out the windows and um this little girl was like coming around and Amelia looks over and she's like, oh, that's my friend, you know, Kennedy or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Is she, is she your friend? She's like, yeah, she plays with me every day. She's really cool. And the girl looks over and sees Amelia and she goes, hi, Olivia. <laughs> and I just busted out laughing. And I look, Amelia like looked over at me like, oh, boy, she doesn't even know my name. And then she looks over and she goes, Hi, Kennedy. 
Like she just let her go with it. Mm-hmm. And then she got home the next day or, you know, that afternoon and said the entire day the girl called her Olivia. And <laughs> I'm like, honey, why didn't you just, why didn't you correct her? And she was like, I don't know. I just didn't want her to be embarrassed. Oh, man, that's so, sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Pretty oh, that's sweet. awesome, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm always the one that says this, but I think this is a good place for us to uh, to wrap it up. But before we go, once again, thank you so much to every single person that takes the time to listen to this podcast. It means the absolute world to us. Mm-hmm. And make sure that you tune in next week because we have a very special announcement about the entire month of October, and I can't wait for you to hear about it. Until then, be rad. That's the way it Future would be